Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. It's Monday, and that means it's time for the WWE Monday Night Raw Wrestling Inc. after show. And have we got a good one for you the Judgment Day is running wild. Braun Breaker showing up, and we even got the greatest celebrity wrestler of all time, Logan Paul, getting involved in all the action. But before we get into all of that, allow me to introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer, being joined, as always, by the spar with my bar champion, Justin Labar, and the soon-to-be Hall of Fame referee, Jimmy Corderas. Fellas, hi, Jimmy, thanks for joining us. No, after a week away, guess who's back? Back again. Anyways, uh, I missed you guys terribly. And wait, have you heard something I haven't about Hall of Fame? That's why I heard you last week. You were figuring out the exact location of the physical Hall of Fame that you were going to be uh, a part of. Oh, I'm already a part of a Hall of Fame, the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, which uh, thank you, Joseph Bruin, for that. But uh, yeah, hey, you know, it's a nice little honor. See, I heard diff- I heard different. I heard he was away last week. He was getting his tux measurements for the impending eventual Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, Cafe brother. Is your tux going to have stripes on it? It would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, it t- tux is up. You know, it's a black and white outfit. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, how you doing, pal? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Monday night. Here we go. We had a, uh, you know, I had a great weekend. I was uh, just last night, I was on the call at a place called Prestige Wrestling. And it was, I got to give a quick shout out to them. It was just an incredible show. We got to see Roderick Strong make his return to the indie wrestling scene. And I got to be on the call for that. Felt very honored for that. But I want to bring it up because I want to give a shout out. There's actually a bunch of Wrestling Inc. folks there that, came over and said hello and i want to give you guys a shout out i unfortunately i did not get everybody's i can't remember everyone's name but there were some people on social media i was able to be reminded of i want to give a shout out to at crazy curtis 310 i want to give a shout out to at the wrestling enthusiast podcast and andy uh at a underscore plus la uh appreciate you guys for uh stopping taking a photo and saying hello and everyone else that was there is really cool to see everyone in person there i appreciate you guys all for showing up wanted to give a shout out guys we got a crew we sell we draw here wow hey hey i it's all in the marketing too i like the triple j we need to start t-shirts and stuff like that start start, generating some merch yeah that's where the real money is i hear Mm -hmm. is is the merch um then 20 years later like the nwo shirts they'll still be wearing them uh (laughs) but uh of course it's a it's a holiday here in the u.s want to give a quick shout out uh it's juneteenth and uh on this day i think it's cool to read a quick tweet i read from president barack obama said on Juneteenth, we commemorate the anniversary of the delayed but welcome news of freedom reaching the enslaved black folks of Galveston, Texas. It's a reminder that even in the darkest hours, there is cause to hope and a reason to keep building a country that lives up to its highest ideals. I just thought that was a really 
really great sentiment to have and a great thing to remember today uh, here on Juneteenth. So um, let's get into some news here. As uh, Again, I want to say thank you to everyone who's joined us here. I got behind on all of the uh, – I'm trying to highlight, as I usually do, but I got super far behind on highlighting some of these, so I may have to skip some of you. But like, comment, share, subscribe. You know how we do. Let's talk about some news. This one's a, a little bit interesting. I think this is going to be very – very interesting. Uh, CM Punk rumored to be at this week's AEW Dynamite and not the elite. CM Punk now rumored to show up again this Wednesday on AEW Dynamite per Fightful Select. Punk turning up on Wednesday is not officially announced, but as as of this past weekend, those close to Punk had claimed he has was planned to be a part of the June 21st show, which also happens to be in Chicago. However, his possible appearance seems to mean that the elite will not be present as they're not expected to be in Chicago later this week, which was also the case this past Saturday. Uh, Jimmy, since I haven't heard from you in a little bit, I'm going to go to you on this one. Uh, kind of what is a, what are your thoughts on assuming this happens, assuming we are getting CM Punk on dynamite and no elite. Uh, is there anything to read into this? What are your thoughts on a soft brand split like this? I don't know if it is a soft brand split. I, I know that Collision is going to give opportunity to those who haven't been on TV. We saw Miro, we saw Andrade. You know, that's an opportunity for, for talent that deserves some television time to be on television. It's a lot of wrestling on television for sure. And it's a tough night. Saturday night is a tough draw, especially from 8 to 10. But at the same time, you know, it's an opportunity to get seen and hopefully draw some numbers. But as for Punk showing up on Wednesday night now, it's very interesting. I, I get it. They're in Chicago. They're in his hometown again. So it kind of makes sense to bring him in. But the fact that they're making a big deal out of, you know, the elite not being there makes me wonder, are they setting it up for a possible confrontation between the elite and punk and crew down the line? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, it, if, if the, the heat is that heated between them where they can't do business together then somebody should not be there because you can always, there's been some stuff over the years that, you know, where, where there has been backstage heat between so-and-so and so-and-so, which was brought into the ring and they did business. Mm -hmm. It's a wrestling business. If they can't do business together, then they don't belong on the same roster. That's my opinion. Uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on this? And of course, I don't know. I don't know. Did you guys, Justin, did you get a chance to watch collision or no? I did. I did not lie, but I did watch it uh, after the fact. I had it, you know, recorded and, and did check it out. Yeah. Is um. So I guess what are your thoughts on this? And I, I I think what a lot of people have been asking on Twitter the whole what CM Punk said is is it leading to something or is it him airing grievances? Like, does this play into it? What's your analysis of the situation? Yeah, I don't know, I and mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing because keep in mind, um, and then this and this and I. This also is relevant to this Wednesday's situation. Uh, they have the next pay per view they have coming up is Forbidden Door, which is you know next weekend. Um, so it it would be weird anyway. Last Saturday on Collision, or even I guess now on Dynamite, looking at forward to it here, it would be weird anyways to have Punk and Elite and all that stuff blow up and come face to face on screen because they have they all have business to tend to for Forbidden Door. Uh, so it's kind of like you got to get past Forbidden Door. Then after Forbidden Door, 
I believe your next big show is your is your is your show in Wembley. So, you know, it may be a case of like what Jimmy said. Um, you know, they're gonna have Punk on. He's he's brand new. He's he's back. So of course you want to have him on Dynamite. Uh, and so they're just gonna keep the elite away so they can keep the parties away. If in fact they are going to eventually do something on screen to get a payoff to get you know to to get to get a buy out of this to get some drawing out of this. If that's not the case, if they truly are gonna keep them separated and just kind of move forward and not ever address it anymore or get a payoff or whatever, whether that's uh, motivated for legal reasons, I don't know. But if that's what they're going to do, good luck trying to keep that schedule. And what I mean is good luck trying to, and all the moving parts they already have to deal with now that they've added a show in collision. If, if somebody's going to sit there and play chaperone and go, all right, well, punks on this show, tell these guys they can't be here or vice versa. And especially when these guys are EVPs, at that, that it's, it's going to be a rough and tumble scheduling. So hopefully this is just a situation of, again, they have Forbidden Door. Let's build a Forbidden Door. Let's sell that business, and, and we'll move on <clears throat> afterwards to whatever they're going to do. But I, it would just be foolish for them not to be able to – it'd be foolish not to have this drama that has consumed the company in many which ways to not get some money out of it. It would, it, 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 it would it, Pro wrestling is built on conflict. You have a real-life conflict that people – know about and they're going to buy into extra ease you know you'd be you got to find a way to make money off of it right and as uh the tornado anthony y here in the chat says if punk and the elite can't do business get the federation out is that the is that what the <laughs> f means from the uh the old wwe transition <laughs> from wwf um it's uh it's such a weird thing I, I i i'm so torn on how i feel about it you know like i i want i know i'm supposed to be like a hot take we're on a show like this i i feel strongly this way but yeah i think it'll kind of depend on how it all ends up playing out uh to your mm-hmm. point i i think if it does work out and it becomes part of a great story i'm gonna be caught hook line and sinker if this is just people making political grabs or whatever then i'm gonna feel weird about it if it doesn't pay off then i'm gonna say what was all that it's just i don't know it's very but right as of right now it's kind of weird i will say in a vacuum i thought collision was entertaining i enjoyed it that time slots murder i don't think i'm ever gonna be able to watch it live regularly just because of the time but um it is, but maybe it's a good idea. If, if they're in Chicago, I think the elite probably aren't going to get a good welcome, especially after what I saw on Collision. Um, and so maybe just give him, a, have CM Punk out there, have him get the cheers, and don't have the elite get booed when they're not supposed to be the bad guys right now. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and how will Punk be? You know, he's he, obviously he's he's adored Chicago, uh, but then, you know, they got some collisions coming up in Canada, which Kenny Omega's Canadian. Uh, and just and just other parts that aren't Chicago. Like, I will be really interested to see how is Punk, you know, is this kind of like a Bret Hart 97 situation? It just it replace Canada with Chicago, where Punk's, right. a, punk's the, the face in Chicago and a heel everywhere else. I think that may be the case. Uh, but I don't know. He's so good. Like, his, his stuff on the mic, he's so good. I've always said he's – I feel like he can talk himself into anything. Like, I, I, I don't know. I – I want to say he'll get booed everywhere else because everyone loves the elite and he's kind of being the bad guy in this situation, but also he's CM Punk. He always, people love him. Like I'm not going to fall for that. (laughs) But but it it goes to that promo that he cut on Saturday night too, where he says, if you want to cheer me, great. If you want to boo me, that's great too. It doesn't matter as long as you're reacting. And that's what it's all about. He gets people reacting to what he says 
uh, whether it's positive or negative reactions, it doesn't matter as long as they're reacting okay. and they're tuning in. Yeah. Um, so let's let's get into this show. This was a fun one, I guess. Before we uh, we do we do got a big super chat here. Best in the smokers world. Why won't Vince go, just go away? I hear the phrases WWE Universe and sports entertainment like uh, we did on Raw tonight. Those eight months with Triple H was in charge. When Triple H was in charge, uh, was nice while it lasted. Enough. Um, I find it very inter- interesting that you have a CM Punk <laughs> logo and your name is Best in the Smokers World. But I digress here. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts. I mean, I agree. I don't love the phrase WWE universe, but it also doesn't ruin the show for me either. I don't no. know if you guys have an opinion on that. It's, it's kind of like, it's, it, it, it's, it's funny. This is going to be a weird comparison because, you know, my wife's father had an accent coming from Europe. You know what I mean? But she never really noticed it because she grew up listening to it all the time. And, mm-hmm. she, and you know, she would always say, my father doesn't have an, a real accent. Does he? That's because you're accustomed to it. And that's the same thing with punk here. A lot of people are accustomed to him now and they're kind of like, okay, whatever. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Whereas others who are, who, who are, you know, are going, Hey, you know what? I'm kind of not into it. So to speak, it's, it, I don't know if that's a weird comparison, but, uh, and, and that's the way it is with WWE universe. Yeah. The phrasing you hear it all the time. It's kind of like, it's part of the lingo now. And the same thing with sports entertainment. It doesn't offend me either way, you know, cause I've heard it so often. It's just, part of the lingo now and i get that those are two things that likely vince came up with or at the very least we know vince obviously you know pushed and, and made sure was was said in, in part of vernacular and vince obviously is, is, is not popular with fans anymore and whatever but like if that's your two biggest gripes about what vince's input is or and i mean like and quite frankly it actually is kind of again i know it might have like a sour taste to some people because oh it's it's vince pushing this one but it's it's actually very smart marketing and branding you know why? Because before they called it WWE Universe, what did they say? They said, oh, our WWE fans. Well, look, the NFL has fans. AEW has fans. Uh, everything. Every every entity has fans. Not WWE. They have a universe. They have an mm-hmm. entire, you know, just like Marvel or, or, or all the different universes. WWE has a universe that, that reaches around the globe. And, and, and they have NXT and performance centers and, and movies and and so, really, again, I know why you can kind of go, oh, like it's such a WWE like branded thing to have to say, or only a WWE shill would say it. But it actually is really smart marketing. Sports entertainment, again, smart marketing because it, it, going back to the origin of basically in the '80s, Vince did not want WWE to be pro, just another pro wrestling company. He wanted it to be mtv he wanted it to be athletes he wanted it to be wrestlemania wrestlemania is the antithesis or nothing wrestlemania is the uh the the the, the shiniest example of sports entertainment so again i know that the phrases that have been you know shoved down our throats you know i i prefer to, to to die on the hill of medical facility why can't we go back to sending our talents to hospitals when they're injured well you know but it's so right. like we're gonna if we're gonna pick our branding smokers world we can we can spar all night i i think WWE universe and 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 sports entertainment we can just just let it go a local medical facility local medical facility there you go <laughs> I will I will say, you know, there was that interview you did with Pat McAfee a while back. And I know people probably who listened to it probably already had their mind made up about Vince and were trying to just justify their opinions. But if you just listen to it from a business perspective and how he approaches things, it was fascinating. And that was one of the things he talked about with 
stupendous and things like that. It was, it absolutely brands something. And Justin, you hit the nail right on the head. The whole WWE, we are the universe. We're not fans. That fits Mm -hmm. right into that bucket. And it's, look, he sold the company for $9 billion. You can't tell me he was wrong. You know? Yeah. I mean, unless unless you sold the company for nine billion and one dollars, then Oof. I'm gonna take his advice here. Uh, let's uh, speaking of branding, let's talk to the Wrestling Inc. universe and say thank mm-hmm. you to everyone who's in the live chat: Adam Staples, Huffman Elite Training, Stephen Camp, Jeroy J, Tuck Graf, Rocky. Uh, we got Super Dave. We got Sev. We got Sonny. We got uh, Tox Kazim with a super chat. I see that. I'm gonna save that for that money in the bank segment we'll, we'll i'm gonna get to that there um my dog's really excited to hear about it someone <laughs> shot off a firework here <laughs> my dog really wants to hear your super chat talk so we'll have to get to it soon uh but tommy o and uh lego brick connector dylan matthews as well let's chat about this show we start with uh seth rollin at rollins and the crowd sings but balor wants to help rollins be a fighting champion by jumping him from behind uh finn stumps all over seth's tum tum and he gets hurt so in the back they're taking seth rollins to get looked at balor attacks him again and says he's been waiting for seven years to take this title away from seth rollins justin this show and we'll get even to the next segment uh just started off as they say fast and furious uh and i like it i like that pace uh, and it was a lot of it was it was, it was heat and, and needed heat on Finn Balor, who's been verbally challenged by Seth Rollins to get back to you know, the Finn Balor that he once was. And so I thought this just I mean, he was persistent and he was he was aggressive. He was nonstop attacking Seth. I, I thought it was a, it was a good, uh, good way to start. It was the heat that was needed. And also, you know, the the, the original advertised plan was Seth was going to have this open challenge. And I said it last week. I'm not crazy about having open challenges for your title just ahead of an, of an advertised premium live event title match. It just, it just completely suspends, you know, I, 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 there's no, there's not even a shred of believability that you're at all going to drop it. It's a little bit of the issue I have with him doing NXT tomorrow. I love the idea of main roster guys doing some, some, some one-offs and what have you in NXT. I've been actually asking for that for years. That's a whole other thing, but if only it wasn't, five days or not five days uh if, not only, if only it wasn't a week and a half 10 days out before you know his money in the bank match that he's gonna you know title match he's gonna have with finn so uh, but but all in all i thought the start was 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 solid for me i liked it yeah jimmy i i agree with justin i feel i feel like once you have a a, a challenger for the next ple set you shouldn't be doing open challenges because that kind of <laughs> makes the point of that next match feel pointless but it is kind of cool. He's, um, I mean, this did kind of play into a story throughout the night, and it was an interesting way to both make Finn look like a jerk for not letting us have the open challenge and also mm-hmm. asserting his dominance. And that was the main thing. He, he he did what exactly Justin said he did. He generated heat for himself because, you know, Finn is one of those guys that, especially the it, crowd that's into, you know, reading the internet, stuff like that. Uh, they like Finn Balor. Yeah, yes. they like Finn Balor. But this, tonight we heard a different reaction to what he did. And and he, like like Justin said, he did a great job. He, he, you know, the three um, coup de gras that he, that he hit him with on the outside of the ring and then 
continuing it after the commercial break when they were helping him backstage and continuing the beating there just made him seem like a menacing threat leading up to the, that. He made me want to see this match now. And that was the idea behind it. He's making me want to see this match. And yes, you talk about open challenges happening on the show. I get it. You want to make the, the new world heavyweight champion look like the W world heavyweight championship is a workhorse championship and you are a workhorse champion. But at the same time, this kind of plays into tomorrow's NXT with Braun Breaker, you know, and stuff like that, as we'll get into a little bit later when that comes into play. But it, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it because it started the show off hot and we didn't get the chance to hear Seth Rollins go through his usual, you know, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was saying on Twitter, I feel like they should just turn Rollins theme song into the raw theme song at this point. Cause I feel like that's the song we hear throughout the night. Uh, but I did love how the attack backstage was what really made this for me because it was one of those moments you kind of feel like when Rollins is being taken away, like, Oh, he's safe. Now we're at a different part of the story. But then when the attack happens again, you're like, geez, he's not, he's relentless. He's just not giving up this attack. And it did make it feel more exciting. Like anything could happen. And that's my favorite type of show. And like, geez, what's going to happen next? This is awesome. Um, After this, we get the Miz coming out and he says he's frustrated because he was going to accept the open challenge. Uh, (laughs) But since, since he can't do that, uh, he's going to issue an open challenge and out comes Tommaso Ciampa, old music and all. And he gets some pretty positive reaction. Uh, Justin, what I liked about this is that um, they remembered their history. They didn't act like these guys didn't know each other. Miz looked confused uh, as opposed to being like, what? You know, uh, but what, what, I... Champa coming back. Do you think this is the right way to reintroduce him? Well, yeah, like you said, they have history. Commentary immediately reminded people of it. Um, if you forgot, Miz, of course, reminds you by, you know, look like he's going to do the embrace of a hug and, and getting decked by Champa. So, yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, it's a it's a surprise. It's a little surprise for the night. Um, you know, it's certainly I, I think in this particular situation better than just showing some vignettes that that Champ is going to return. It was just a nice way to do it. And and again, um, it, it's funny. Normally, obviously, you've got the hometown, you know, babyface pop Miz is of course from Cleveland, which is where they're at tonight. But Cle but Miz is so good, and he's so people love to dislike him so much that even his hometown crowd knows. Not so like him, just to you know, to be happy that Champ is back and, and, and kicking his ass. So, and I thought this played out well. You know, uh, we'll see. You know, whether or not Champa can can sustain any type of of that level of pop or of interest, that's going to be up to him and to create over the over the coming weeks. But yeah, I thought it was a, a, a nice a nice touch. I thought it was interesting. I feel like he's so good as a bad guy, though. I was a little bit like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if I mean I'm sure he can pull it off, but he's just everything about him just feels like such a villain. Uh, but Jimmy, mm-hmm. were you a little bit surprised that he didn't pair up with Johnny Gargano in this situation? Um, only, only because I know the history between the two of them. Maybe a little bit, but at the same time, this was a nice little touch to to give the people a look at him specifically. Let the audience absorb what he has to say. And like like you guys said, the uh, commentary team did a great job of reminding us about the past history between the two and and Miz again this this guy just doesn't get enough credit for for being the guy that gets people over without mm-hmm. going over you know what i mean even though Champa did go over 
I'm just saying he, he Miz made him look like a million bucks again. And, and Ciampa looks like he's ready to go. He looked energetic. You could see that he had this fire in him and yeah, it worked. I think it worked. And, and again, it all depends on what happens next and how he is presented next. Let's put it that way. Did not skip the gym, Tommaso Ciampa. Looked like a million bucks as well. Uh, Adam Staples, not super chat, but an interesting question. Is it Tommaso Ciampa now or just Ciampa? I think best in the smokers world may have an answer yeah, for yeah. you there with the with the way wording's been going. But uh, Jimmy, what, what are your thoughts? Nah, it's 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 one thing that WWE likes is one word names. Yeah. And, and uh, Ciampa, Claudio, whatever the case may be, you know, Miz, uh, unless you put the in front or the in front of it you know but it, but they, they're they're big on one word names well and they're big on one especially when uh they want things that what's the easiest to say and remember mm-hmm. you know like so to you know and, and it's that's not to it's not to come off ignorant but it might you know to some people tomaso might be harder to remember how, how do you spell it how do you how is it pronounced you know so i i get it sometimes i know it becomes a little formulaic that guys and girls you know lose their first or last name but again it goes back to marketing what how what's the easiest thing to market and put on a big billboard um so for the record i think he actually was tomaso chapman i think they did have tomaso on the graphic if i recall uh, at least on the big on the big yeah. jumbotron it is i guess to be fair that is when commentary keep talking about them they don't they rarely say even like matt riddle they're rarely like matt riddle matt riddle matt riddle it'll typically just come down to riddle mm. uh, at that point but We'll have to see. I, I thought that was it was fun. It was good to see him back, and hopefully he's able to. Uh, I, I also liked. I, I guess want to say real quick is that though it was a pretty dominant victory by Champa. I liked that it was um it was a match match. It wasn't like he just caught Miz off guard and got a quick roll up. So I feel like it it felt like a real win over the Miz as opposed to a surprise gotcha. If that makes any sense, not a huge deal, but I liked it. So. Yeah. Uh, backstage, the Judgment Day, they run through all their rivalries, and Rhea emphasizes everything. Not backstage, this is out front, I'm sorry. Um, on the stage. On the stage. <laughs> uh, uh, emphasizes everything. Damian Priest takes an extra shot at Cody Rhodes, I thought was interesting. Uh, they eventually issue a open challenge to Cody Rhodes and two pals of his that will figure out who they are later in the night. Uh, but also later in the night, Rhea asks if Finn and Priest are on the same page, and they sort of shrug it off. Uh, Jimmy, um, are there still issues with Finn and Priest? Is this are they trying to just sweep that under the rug, or do you think that that's going to rear its ugly head? I think it'll eventually rear its ugly head. I think there's something in the works here, and it's 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 almost like it's mirroring a little bit to a slight degree what happened with the Bloodline when they first started having their little issues, and I think they're trying to present something similar on Raw with the heel faction. And I think that's what we're getting here. We're planting the seeds. They're just watering it slowly and letting it grow slowly and don't want to rush it. This is something that could build into something. Yeah, the long-term group breakups have obviously been a big moneymaker for WWE. Uh, I want to ask you this, Justin, because this stood out to me, and, and maybe it's nothing, but I hope it isn't. Damian Priest sort of going out of his way to really target Cody Rhodes while he was talking here. Now, may have just been to set up tonight, but I like to think that we may see a Damian Priest Cody Rhodes program down the line. What say you? Maybe down the line, but I, I don't know. Um, you know, just because if I'm fantasy booking, you know, 
I think Cody probably, but you know, aside from his match against Dom, he probably still has one more against Brock that happens this summer. Uh, you'd think SummerSlam would, would be fitting of that. Um, and also, I could see Priest being. I, I could see even if if if, if he wasn't with Judgment Day, going back to being the face. I, I don't know. Maybe it, it could be, but I, I took a more of just setting up for tonight. I, I really did. Uh, that's that's kind of I didn't think too far beyond it, just because I think Cody again Cody's path right now. Um, it seems like it's kind of occupied, uh, you know. So, but and by the way, I do like the Judgment Day promo. I like them doing it. Just change it up, doing it there at the top, at the entrance way. Yes. Just change it up. You get a lot of promos in the ring anymore. Uh, so it just is nice. You got the big, you got the big, you got the the LED board behind them. All the ladders surround them. It just it had a certain feel to it. There's just there's just one thing that, that that bugs me, and they do this a lot in WWE is that you know they introduce Judgment Day and they go to commercial break. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You you want the anticipation of when you come back, what are they going to say? What's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, for an audience tuning in on television, when you go to break right there, you miss that crowd reaction. You're getting that heat that they're generating because that's all happening. In, you know, during, mm-hmm. and, and then you have to wait three minutes for it to come back from that. I wish they would just, you know, you know hey, when we come back from this break. We're gonna hear from the Judgment Day or something like that. If you want people to really yeah. tune in, I, 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 Jimmy, I'm with you. It's that them had them formatting around for TV over the over the last five to ten years. Really, you know, they they have 15 breaks they got to go to, mm-hmm. and so it drives me nuts because I'm you you probably like me too. I, I like the old school situation of the heels out first, face out second, but they've kind of reversed it to where they they you know their their study and analytics tells them face out first cut to break during face's entrance because that's going to be the cliffhanger it's going to hold people to come over to the next segment is to see said face so yeah I, I, i'm with you but i i guess when they have that many breaks to go to it's 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 just their way of keeping things moving on television but ironically like you said to live crowd it just kind of start it's a stopping you know start stop start stop because now you now you got you, you pop and then you got three minutes to watch things on the videotron until they come back from commercial. Yeah. And then sometimes when they come back from commercial, they don't go right to the, to, yeah. to the, yeah, anyway. I mean, I know I just said they're a $9 billion company. So who am I to judge? But I exactly. hate, I hate their format. I absolutely hate it. I, mm-hmm. I know they say, I know I, it must work because they do it. But to me, it takes me completely out of it when they cut to the commercial after the first entrance. I would rather they do the commercial than entrance, entrance, match commercial or whatever the, you know, thing is. But like when they break it up with commercials, Picture in picture, all that stuff ruins the show for me. It kills me. It's my biggest. People say I don't complain yeah. enough. I hate that. That it really <laughs> picture in picture absolutely kills me. It's my it's my least favorite. I get so I get so frustrated when picture in picture comes up every time. I don't know why. I just because ah. you, you want to hear the commentary. No, you you want to hear the commentary, not somebody talk about the latest in soft drinks or something like that. You know what I mean? Oh my god! If this this run of commercial spots for Temptation Island and the Big, and the Big D, D. <laughs> it, I never thought that I would say this, but damn it, give me Chrisley knows best again. <laughs> give me Jailbird Chrisley. Oh, tremendous! <laughs> oh my goodness, Chrisley knows best. There's no, right. there's, there's no topping that. that yeah, mm-hmm. but you're right. We do get a a bunch of those. I don't. I don't yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to top that. So uh, I'm just going to move on to the next segment. Uh, we got 
Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens uh, talked with Byron Saxton, who asked about the bloodline, and KO's mad about it. But Sami's like, dude, it's a great story. Come on, who doesn't want to talk about the bloodline right now? Uh, anyways, they say that KO has an anger problem, and if he can't hold it together for the rest of the show, they have to do something about it. Um, later, someone spills water on Kevin Owens, and they run into Riddle, and Kevin Owens almost loses it. But he barely holds on until Sammy gets a text from Cody who says, hey, they want to be partners. Um, this is a fun story, uh, Jimmy. But I got to admit, I'm a little bummed out. Akira Tozawa wasn't, his, wasn't Cody's partner. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm, but the, this, this uh, I, I like this little uh, uh, tw twist to the story of Sammy and KO. You know, hey, you know, you have some anger management issues. And, and, and it was fun. It was enjoyable and it shows a different side of, you know, a little bit of that, that, that dark humor, so mm -hmm. to speak, but they can be funny and still be entertaining at the same time and still be taken seriously as well. Like they were in the main event match, which we'll talk about later. So you can do a little bit of everything and it just shows you that these talents can do pretty much anything. Yeah, Justin, the fact that these guys can tell a story, whether someone's with them or not, referring to Sammy and KO, I think really just shows how valuable they are. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, and look, I like that they're both getting to be baby faces right now. Uh, they have a natural chemistry because they're, they're best friends in real life. So I like this little spin on KO and the anger management. It, it allows for some fun comedy chops between he and Sammy, but also it allows for him to you know, have to be restrained all through the night and then he gets to blow his lids you know and fight owens fight and and it, it, it it's a it's a goofy baby face gimmick that, that's that's funny and it's endearing to the fans and you and you have some mileage out of it but it's good because the the switch being flipped he he's still kicking ass he's still winning matches he's still dangerous so it doesn't strip him uh of his you know it's not a comedy gimmick that strips him uh of his credibility um, so I, I, I like this overall and, and they, and they could, they could get a lot of miles out of this. They could, they could, oh. this is, um, they could get a lot of miles out of it. Yeah, it is. It's almost like a variation of the incredible Hulk in some ways where, I mean, he doesn't get stronger per se, but he gets so angry. He's so frustrated. He's like, fine, I'm just going to beat up everybody. Mm. Uh, and it's, it, it is a really fun thing to see. Uh, I'm going to, I'm so, I'm going to throw it out there. When, when, when Akira Tozawa came out, I can't, I can't remember what exactly he said. He's like, I am ready. <laughs> I was like, let's go, Akira. This is your moment. You got the same hairstyle as Cody. We can do this. Little Bob Daddy didn't get his chance. But uh, I think booking made the right decision. This is why I'll say I should never be put in charge of booking anywhere. I would be horrible at it because I'd be like, yeah. mid mid. I'd be the guy that's like, Jack ripped up the script as soon as he saw Akira Tozawa <laughs> talk to Cody. <laughs> Jack's, uh, on, Jack's on creative and all of a sudden... <laughs> the frequent the frequency of Vince's faxes and corrections just increases. More, more red pen just crossing things out. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know who the back you know who the team will be to help Cody? Chrisley knows best. Those guys. <laughs> but uh a team that I think we all really love here is uh Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. They have a match against Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Uh we see a a few TikTok videos of Chelsea Green going full Karen um, before we see the match where they get beat pretty soundly here, Justin. This was definitely one of those uh, things where last week they impressed with the loss. This week, they just got a dominant win. Caden and Carter, that is. 
Yeah, Domino Win and yeah, the TikTok compilation. Yeah. My my wife actually walked in the room. She goes, "What am I watching? What is this? What is this?" <laughs> and I had to give her the quick quick explanation. Yeah, I mean, it was what it was here. Uh, I'm not. I don't really feel like there's much more analysis that has to <laughs> has to be given. Uh, it was there. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it was there, and I was partially not. I was partially at the fridge. It, it, let me put it to you this way: to 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 uh, compound on that, the audience during this match told you all you needed to know which was not much at all. The audience just was quiet. They were, took it in. It was like a polite little smattering of applause after they won, and that was about it. So they did not connect with the audience, the live audience, at least. Anyways. I should say on Twitch, we're getting a, a raid coming through here. Where are you guys uh, coming in from? I want to give a shout-out to whoever you guys uh, came in from. But um, I will say, I, I feel like Chelsea Green is definitely getting to that point where um, – hard hard to deny what she's doing right now as far as her work and i i i get why she's not getting dubs i feel like that kind of fits the character but at the same time at some point she's she's doing something right i feel like they need to start start putting some some push behind her uh justin what say you well yeah but i guess i i like i like chelsea green and i like this character um i i know that some people roll their eyes at the term you know karen or or the you know can I speak to the manager kind of shtick, but it works. It, it's actually very relatable. Everybody's had an experience, you know, it's, so it's relatable and it, and it can be funny. It can be very easy to generate heat behind, but I actually think it's, it's, it, it's the character. It, it's a, it's the character work is what matters. I don't think we need to be putting Chelsea in the situation to have as many matches as she has had so far. Because the matches don't necessarily the ma she doesn't get to tell as much of a story and do as much with the character while she's in there having some of these matches, especially tag matches. Um, so I'm I would be fine with continuing to give her the the TV minutes that they are, but I don't again I don't think it has to be in the form of a belt to belt match. I think you can get more done with vignettes with skits, and, and they can be skits out in front of the live crowd too if you feel like that's going to energize the the show, energize the character. But I don't. Throwing her in these matches just doesn't. It's not as it doesn't do 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 as much as those other things could do. Uh, well, somewhere we did see some people getting some wins was Indus Sheer taking on Shelton and Cedric. This is a rematch from what was essentially a squash match that never really got started. And this week we got a squash match that did essentially get started. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin or uh, Jimmy, uh, for this one, it's um, on one hand, I think it's really smart booking because you essentially got two strong dominant wins for Indus Sheer by only sacrificing one team. But I, at the same time, I think, well, this was kind of predictable and uninteresting. Yeah. And that's what it was meant to be. It was meant to be a dominating win for this team to make them look like monsters. And the thing I found interesting was Jinder at ringside and that expression on his face, if you want to say that, just standing there stone faced and looking like a menacing uh, uh, manager. Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, or, or, or handler, whatever you want to call it. But it, he looked like, man, and, and, and that was intimidating just to look at him. And the team looked intimidating as well. And, yes, people are going to say, yeah, but they, they beat Shelton and Cedric again. It, do, it doesn't matter. They're building these guys up for something. We'll see where it goes. Take Just – don't rush. Everybody's in a rush to, to, to get people somewhere. You, not everybody has to be in a rush. Justin, speaking of a rush, 
what are the odds that in Dashir are the next tag team champions? Uh, I, that's possible because, you know, I don't necessarily think Kale and Sammy need to lose them anytime soon. You know, we just talked about how over they are. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, so then you're looking at a, at a heel team that would eventually do it. And again, as Jimmy kind of said, if you slow play this, if you don't rush this, uh, maybe <clears throat> you, you, it just had time. You, you have to take your time with it. Yeah. Because right now, if all of a sudden, Excuse me. All of a sudden, if um, if that happened in the next month, I think it would still be too soon to force fed what have you. I think there would be you, you could make make better cases that you know Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser should uh, take them and and add to the Imperium resume. You know because they've had this thing going on with KO and Sammy, and because they've looked good since coming to Monday Night Raw. So it's possible, but uh, you know I, if if that's going to happen, it should it should not be anytime soon. It should be you know you know down you know end of summer or fall time at earliest uh but yeah end of year i like the presentation just to kind of off what jimmy said i like jinder's look uh his, his his lack of expressions and there was just a lot to that so yeah keep doing that get the credibility behind them um don't don't force or speed speed up you know unnecessarily um as we move forward this was i think one of the biggest segments of the show at least in my opinion we get the greatest celebrity wrestler of all time, Logan Paul, perched oh. up high above the ladder. I, I was going to say, oh, I miss Drew Carey. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played, Jimmy. Well played. Uh, perched upon the ladder. He says, uh, every, this was a weird promo because he starts like, everyone from here is a loser. Uh, we're all great. You can be great. I'll prove us we're great. You all suck, but we're going to be better. I don't know. He kept going back and forth between whether or not. I, I felt like he didn't know if he wanted the crowd to boo him or cheer him. But eventually, the point is, he's in money in the bank. And we get the thing that happens every year. The annual one by one, everyone in the match comes out, which I love. I don't care if it happens every time. I loved it. But Justin Labar, it is. Speaking of people who are just making themselves undeniable, uh, uh, L.A. Knight. Come on, I, can we? Is it possible to deny this guy any longer? Uh, it's always possible, Jack. Uh, yeah, uh, he, <laughs> he, um, you know, yeah, we don't talk about him much because he's on Fridays regularly. But yeah, I mean, his music hits, and there's not many others. Not, I mean, it's a short list, and they're all impressive names of when the first few beats of their music hits everybody's on their feet and i'm talking about like lists of like roman reigns cody rhodes when ko or sammy's riffs hit like there's a short list of people that when the, that, that everybody stands up because it's, it's la night right now his music hits i mean people are on their feet they want to hear what he has to say they want to do the catchphrase with them uh yeah i mean he's over like rover he certainly in my mind is the front runner for money in the bank uh that's not to say that it's a mistake to let logan paul have a spot i'm okay with that because look logan paul is a draw logan paul has proven that he is a athletic <laughs> a guy in there and so the potential with ladders and the other dance partners he's going to have in that i mean there's some potential for some viral moments and i look at it as a, if i if i'm looking at it from a, a wrestling fan or wrestling business you know advocate here if i'm looking at la Knight as maybe being 
you know, and that, you know, maybe the, one of the next guys, one of the next, you know, one of my next st- top guys to, to build around for the next few years. I look at it as what an opportunity to have him in a match that Logan Paul is also in with Logan Paul's, you know, vast following and, and, and people could, you know, new people could discover LA Knight because quite frankly, if you're following Logan Paul and he's an influencer and a trendsetter and all these things and his, and, and what I think his audience is uh, to me, when they see the cool, cocky gift of gab that is L.A. Night, and also hear an arena full of people in London probably going crazy for him, they might say, oh, I like this guy. I'll watch this guy, too. What's his, Who's he on social media? Let me follow him. So I'm all for, if I'm an L.A. Night fan, put him in a match that's got a Logan Paul in there, especially if Knight's going to win. And I, to me, I'm looking at L.A. Night, I'm looking at Damian Priest. To me, those are your two options. Um those are your two options for the men's money debate. The two realistic best options for what it could do for their careers and for the briefcase. As Bid Moon says, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, let me hear your best yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Justin, give us a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. How do you how could you not get into that? It's just the best little catchphrase. But I agree with you. I think priest, and I think. LA night, I think is going to look like would be incredible at that thing going all over the place, talking trash. And you make a good point, Justin, all the people that Logan Paul brings eyeballs to, you want them to see someone like LA night uh, in the ring yeah. and doing what he does. Uh, Tox Kazim with the super chat. that has been super um, patient. So thank you. Uh, says if Logan Paul wins money in the bank match, I will burn my Peacock membership for life. I bet Justin LaVar wants him to win. <laughs> No, again, I, I'm fine with him being in the match. I don't necessarily love that, you know, he doesn't – they, they do qualify match for everybody else, but, you know, he's Logan Paul, so he just kind of – the influencer buys his way in the match. Let's just – you know, maybe, maybe they could have articulated that a little bit more. But uh, but I'm okay – again, I'm okay with him being in the match because he's a he is a draw. He is a, and, and, and he doesn't embarrass himself. He doesn't embarrass WWE. He doesn't embarrass the other boys. He doesn't, he doesn't – he, he's not, he doesn't crap on his matches. He takes them seriously. He's out there, and he looks like he belongs. So – I think by now he's proven that he's a, he should be okay to be in, you know, these gimmick matches. Uh, and again, like like you said, you know, he could help draw some eyes on on, on other talent. Absolutely. And I think I think if he did win, the idea of him taking that briefcase all over the place and just letting the world know I could get a world title shot anytime I want, like that feeds right into who Logan Paul is. I think that's I that'd be an awesome. Now I want LA Knight to win, but I'm saying if. Logan Paul won it. I think that'd be great too. Yeah, no, you can make an argument for all of the for 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 Damian Priest for Logan Paul. And the one thing I like about LA Knight too is if he were to win that briefcase, and every time there's a championship match starting or whatever the case may be, all you have to do he doesn't have to come out. He doesn't have to do anything. You hit that, you hit the button in the back, and yeah, and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh. And it yeah. creates a buzz. And then, you know, you can, are you cashed in right now? No. <laughs> you right. wait for him to say it. And then the one time he says it, everyone's going to go nuts. Oh, man, LA Knight is, he's special. There's a lot of people yeah. I like, but I feel like you look at how he has the crowd wrapped around his finger and not because he's been, you know, getting dubs over everybody and right. steamrolling people. I mean, if anything, he's been pushed around, but he's still just... I, I I think he's one of those guys I think could be really, really special if they give him the opportunity. I'm a big LA Knight fan. They needed him to be a supporting cast member. And he was he was basically like the first, like what, big opponent for you know, for 
when Bray came back last fall and Bray Wyatt and, and, and that iteration of Bray and his characters and Uncle Howdy. I mean, and they and they just threw LA Knight to the wolves. He there was no you're not gonna win here. You were just we need a body that's that 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 uh, Wyatt and company's going to whatever. And he did it with a smile on his face. He was a professional, he you know, whatever. Uh, and he was totally unscathed to the fans and the fans' perception. The fans' eyes, they, they, he didn't miss a beat. I think that says uh, a lot about about that. Real quick, cheap plug because it kind of segues in here. So, you know, it's like we got money in the bank. And then, you know, whoever walks out with that briefcase, you know, then you start watching. You know, they're going to be hovering around SummerSlam carrying that briefcase. Well, then after SummerSlam, we know the next premium live event is payback. Mm-hmm. It's Labor Day weekend, Saturday, Labor Day weekend, September 2nd, here in Pittsburgh. And I tweeted it, but I just want to put it out here on the podcast. Uh, I have a code. The code is Labar, L-A-B-A-R. That code will get you access to the pre-sale for tickets. That pre-sale kicking off nice. uh, this Friday at 10 a.m. So from Friday all the way to Monday. So this weekend, you can get in on the early tickets that are made available on Ticketmaster by using the code L-A-B-A-R. I mean, nice. use that code. People call it Labor Day. I call it Labar Day. But that kind of ah, code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um yeah, great deal. Yeah, definitely people should check that. I mean, what a great three-day weekend thing to do as well. That would be an awesome show. So definitely check that out. Matt Riddle has a match with Ludwig Kaiser. Uh, I thought it was a good one. Uh, outcome mm-hmm. is what we all were thinking, except the post-match was interesting. Gunther makes Riddle regret the win by working over Riddle's leg. And then uh, later is being later Riddle's being helped uh, limping away. And Imperium says Sammy and KO should look out for themselves. Jimmy, this is looking like a if I'm if I'm trying to uh, predict what's happening here, I'm seeing a short term tag team match and a long term IC title match for Riddle. Yeah, I kind of see the same thing. It's 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 in the works. It's on the line. You talk. We we keep talking about planting seeds and, and yeah. watering. Water, uh, that's exactly what they did here, and I like that they did the the damage to Riddle afterwards to the leg, kind of like retribution for what happened to. Uh, uh, Giovanni, uh, Giovanni Ludwig. Vinci, Ludwig, yeah. Ludwig. Sorry, I, I, oh no, I, yeah, he's the one that got hurt. G- I was gonna ask, is Giovanni Vinci really hurt, or is that just part of the no storyline? Storyline, story okay. yeah, Kaiser's the one that was there tonight, Vinci's the one who they, yeah, yeah. injured. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, so uh, you know, it it makes sense for the story, and I like it's a, it, it's a continuation of that. And they basically got retribution on Matt Riddle, even though he won the match, they still got their payback on him, yeah. So that'll be, I mean, I can't wait to, I think that'll be an awesome match, even if uh, it's not going to happen as far as wins go for Imperium against the tag team champions. I think anything Gunther's in, I'm sold on. He just, he's so good as far as making every single thing he does feel important and feel big and feel, I mean, I, yeah, he's just, he's, he's very talented with what he does. Um Alpha Academy versus Viking Raiders happens. Uh, Maxine's learning that it's all in the hips. Uh, while the Alpha Academy has their moments in this one, uh, celebrating too early from Otis and Maxine causes Chad to get left alone and the Alpha Academy loses this time around. Um, Jimmy, this was there was a moment here where I felt like there was something special from Chad Gable. He had that fire-up moment where he did his like, yeah, you know, like he really he did the two, you know, peace signs whatever he calls them up in the air and right. you could feel a real fired up moment in him there and i just i felt like he really stood out in this moment uh no, 
Uh, he stood yeah. out not only in the moment, but in the match too. And not only this match, he's been standing out for a long time. And it's uh, he's in that spot right now where he's there to get other people over. And he's really, uh, really good at it. But here's a talent here that uh, I know this is a, a high comparison to make, but reminds me of a Kurt Angle, a guy who can be a great in-ring, solid wrestler, as well as a great like we're talking about comedian as well and do the funny stuff and do it all. He's this guy could tick a lot of boxes, ticks a lot of boxes and, and could be a huge star in the future. They just have to start building him now to that position. I think this guy's got all the tools. They just got to put him in the right place. Let's put it that way. Jack, it's funny you noted that point because that was actually the exact point that I started writing down this note. Yeah. When he did the fire, when he did his, Thank you. And the crowd did it with him, too, when he put up his fingers. Um, and, and then I'm watching that in and, and the, and the, and the few seconds that follow the sequence. And I started jotting real fast. The the organic uh, interest and growth of him. Same could be said for Dom. It doesn't matter heel or face. Dom. Yeah. Same could be said for, for Priest. Uh, same could be said, uh, of course, for L.A. Knight. Same could be said for Riddle. It's like, man, you got Roman, who's obviously at his own level, and, and, and everything runs to Roman at the end of the day. And then I have Seth with this other world title. Uh, and, but, you know, Seth and Roman, they've been in the main event picture for years. Boy, does WWE really have some engines that are that are revving and really are ready to take off uh, and seize opportunity when given. There, there is there is a – I can't remember the last time that we had this much depth of talent that uh, of guys who are just like they're right there and it's and it's finally like you know for 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 years we we had been sitting here having this conversation going okay you know cena's gonna go hollywood you know how how many times can we ask taker to come back for a match um how many times can we ask hunter to come out and do a match at saudi arabia or, or 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 romania and you know Randy's gonna retire here eventually. And you know, go how many how many times do we want to see Goldberg again? How many more times for Bra? Like we kept doing this. Like when are they gonna build the stars for tomorrow? Who's the next crop of full time? And we are starting to see it. It's happening over enough weeks where we. That's why I wanted to bring this up. We're seeing it without maybe realizing we're seeing it. They are really putting together their roster for tomorrow, and tomorrow is not far off. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. I was I was thinking you're right. There are so many like the reactions that so many people are getting right now are incredible. Like, yeah, the Seth Rollins singing, but yeah, the the Alpha Academy is as you mentioned, the Yaz, the Dot, like they're Rhea Ripley. There are people, they're not just like, oh wow, they're doing pretty good. They're they're on their way. It's like Cody with that entrance. Yeah, Cody, you know. yeah. There, there are people that could be the person, like right, like either right now or if you told me in six months they have to be, I bet, yeah, they'll be fine. They could do that. It it, it, it makes, it makes trying, you know, it makes uh, fantasy booking next year's Mania main event very intriguing because Mania is still far enough off that a lot could happen. That if you wanted to, if you wanted a position to make LA Knight a guy who's in a Mania main event, that could happen. If you wanted to make Cody, that's obviously just because of this past year. If you wanted to, to position Damian Priest, like, you really, th- there are so many guys right now that you're like, you could do it. There's time, and 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 the groundwork has been laid. And they did it yeah. while one guy has dominated everybody for the past three years. That's mm-hmm. the incredible thing too. Like Roman, it's it's not like they've been passing the belt around, and so they've had the opportunity to keep a lot of people hot. You've had one guy 
crushing everybody for three years and they've still got a roster that's just ready to pop that still hasn't even had opportunities really yet it's right it's crazy what they're doing right now i i this is this is a special i mean i know we say it every now and again and it, it but this is a special time i think in pro wrestling it, absolutely absolutely um, to be as as popular as some of these people are and not be the person is crazy <laughs> but uh as we get uh, we get Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. Uh, Natalia doesn't know who she is anymore because she got beat so badly, and then she goes yeah. out to have a match with Rhea. And I don't think I'd know who I was either after getting beat like she got beat today. Uh, hopefully, better things are the future for poor Natalia. But Raquel is watching on, and uh, before her match with Trish, she says if she wins Money in the Bank, she's going to cash in. Uh, I guess we'll just bunch these together. It didn't go very well. Her match with Trish Stratus. Mm -hmm. uh, they were having a good one until Becky got involved. And then she cost Raquel the win here. Uh, Justin, um, any thoughts, I guess, on the Natalia part? I don't know if there's a lot to take away at this point. But uh, I want to talk. I really want you to dive into this, the face-off between Raquel and Rhea Ripley. Yeah, no, and yeah, I don't have much to say about Natalia. I, I always give Natalia a certain amount of respect. She's a heart. You can't take that away from her. But I mean, you know, she she has lacked a lot of wins, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, she's another one who, you know, maybe you'd like to see have one one nice run uh, on top mm -hmm. of the mountain before it's done. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like. That. I'm glad you brought it up. They, they do. They've been doing more and more of these interviews in the gorilla position right behind the curtain. And I'm like, you know, for the amount of times they do them just before or after a match, we all they always end up diverting the talent. You know, to whatever. I'm like. Let's have some people start bumping into each other. So I like the fact they let Rhea walk the curtain. Her and Raquel bumped into each other, had a nice m moment of tension. Uh, so I like that. And then yeah, the match. I mean, look the size. I mean, look what a way to show off Raquel's size by you know her doing the. Uh, it made me think of China ragdolling uh, Marlena. Mm -hmm. You know, just doing that ragdoll move. I mean, to Trish, uh, it just really emphasized Raquel's size. Um, I, I I I feel it, and I don't hear it. I, I don't think. I still don't think fans want to boo Trish Stratus. I didn't hear a lot of heat or excitement to boo her tonight. Um, so there was that. And then the finish, um, you know, I, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to send Trish to the, to the money, the bank match without burying or without call without, without having Raquel have to ha take a, you know, a, a, a pin. I, I, I understand. And I, and I like the attempt. I'm just not crazy about it being, Oh, Becky came out with seeing red and she, you know, call, calls a DQ by accident. It's like, it's like, how dumb do you have to be? To, I mean, I, I, it come, it, it, to me, that feels lazy. Mm -hmm. I like the overall intent, but how they got there feels lazy to me. It's like, yeah. eh. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree with that. And Jimmy, I wanted to go to you with this. That, that was something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way is Becky cost Raquel. And at first it looked like there was going to be issues between Raquel and Becky, which I was licking my chops for. I was like, that sounds interesting. <laughs> Becky versus Raquel. I want to see that. But then we get the promo from Becky later, and it feels like she just brushes off the fact that she cost Raquel uh, a huge opportunity. It's like, all about me again. Right. It, it now, seems kind now, of like a heelish move, the way she was acting. It, it, it kind of felt that way, and that's the curious thing about it. you know. Uh, and like Justin said, it, it, I, get, I appreciate what they were trying to accomplish with this finish. It just didn't work. And like you said there, Jack, uh, uh, the aftermath and the, and the talking afterwards didn't make it feel like she was very sorry about it. 
let's yeah. put it that way. It, it, she didn't look, she didn't sound like she was like, Oh my goodness. I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry. You know, I will make it up to you, but she could have at least I'll make it up to you by winning the money in the bank ladder uh, money in the bank uh, briefcase. I'm going to cash it in. And my first title defense, when I become the champion will be given to you or something, you know, make her yes. seem like the baby face. She did, but she didn't come off like that at all. Yeah. That, that, I think that's what I was looking for. Even if, I mean, that's so far down the road, whether or not she would get that title match, we'd probably all forget anyway, so who cares? But at least it's the it's the idea of it. Like, okay, you feel bad about what you did, but then I, to me, it felt very much like, yeah, my recklessness costs a good person a very important opportunity, but eh, now yeah. I'm in trouble at Money in the Bank. I'm in, <laughs> well, you just ruined it for someone else. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, but again, I always judge Becky really hard. I don't, I, uh, as as we move on to uh, Braun Breaker shows up, and uh, Braun Breaker says that he's uh, he doesn't want Seth making any excuses to not show up tomorrow, to not be there tomorrow, and he has some fun uh, fun lines. Seth says he will be there later in the night, and that Finn is finally the guy he saw seven years ago. Welcome back. Jimmy, I have been wanting to ask you this for a while. Do you, have you ever tried to wear the black tank top gold cross chain combo before? No, no. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a, uh, maybe back in the old days when we used to hit the uh, clubs. Uh, I don't want to use the big D word disco. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just dating myself again. Oh, I would love to see Jimmy oh, in a my, disco. Oh, oh my, my god! If with, you have with a the picture with the frolic. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, will. Yeah. I will pay money to see you in a disco. Jim, <laughs> Jim, Jimmy with hair, smoking a Marlboro pack, dancing to cool in the gang. Hey, hey <laughs> Casey hey. in the sunshine band. Yeah. Okay, don't, don't mock cool in the gang. Cool in the gang is awesome. But anyways, I know you love cool in the gang. That's why I said them. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That's a jungle boogie, right? They got that one. That's a cool in the gang, right? Jungle boogie. Da, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, um, get they also down, have uh, sorry, now you got yeah. me. See, no. yeah, yeah, I, I got I got my 70s locked in. Um, but in any case, uh, Justin Braun Breaker, new world champion, happening tomorrow, right? Uh, you know what? If, if 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 there was no advertised match at Money in the Bank for Seth Rollins, I would say, uh, we'll give a small little inkling. Uh, no, like I said, I, I like, I said earlier, I like, um, I like the idea of Seth doing a match at NXT back when NXT was still the NXT black and gold when it was when it was Triple H's NXT. Uh, I thought then that when they were doing sellout shows in Brooklyn for takeovers and they were doing that kind of uh, of that underground movement, I thought, God, if they could bring a Cena out and have a Cena work a takeover in Brooklyn or do something like that, like just one night, what it could do to elevate the brand and those talents. And then we never saw Cena and we never really saw too much. Uh, even main roster cross main roster crossover then i like the fact they're doing it now even though nxt does feel more developmental than ever i still don't mind you know them doing something like this uh i'll tell you what my fantasy booking as i was watching is or my armchair booking i should say as i was watching is finn balor repeatedly beating on seth rollins i thought we go to break and we come back show refs and officials finally getting rollins you know, out of the ringside area hit Braun Breaker's music and have Braun come out and just steamroll Seth real quick and say, I'll see you tomorrow at my house. You know, I thought that would, you know, so, uh, you know, again, it's my armchair 
yeah. booking after the fact. But I'm glad we saw Braun cuts a quick little uh, cuts a quick quick little promo. Um, I'll say this: I bet you this is probably the best numbers NXT does tomorrow. I, I bet you. You know, as I'm dissecting, saying, "Oh, Seth's not going to lose it, this and that." I bet you, and I'm arbitrary booking of how they could use Breaker differently. Uh, I bet you the fact that Seth Rollins is one of the hottest commodities WWE has right now, and he's going to be on NXT performing uh, tomorrow. After you did not get to see him perform at all tonight, you didn't even get to hardly do his entrance because he was attacked prematurely. I bet you it's probably some of the best NXT numbers. There's no more NBA Finals, no more NHL Stanley Cup, so they're kind of free and clear at the moment. From you know, the only sporting competition they have is night nightly Major League Baseball regular season. So I think right. this would be a big night for NXT. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe maybe Finn Balor shows up at NXT tomorrow as well. Is um, both of them obviously big uh, big NXT people? If they, if they, if they don't do good numbers, if they do lower than average numbers, is that is that something that reflects on Seth Rollins? No, I think that I I have a hard time even thinking that. I have a hard time imagining. That NXT is going to do like less than what they did last week. You know, I think I think right. it's absolutely going to be an increase. I I, 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 don't, I think I don't so know, too. I'm just I don't know. How, I don't know how it could or not. I just don't know. Right. Um. Yeah, and uh, I I think of this. What I love about this is I think that what they're doing is I think this is a make or break match for Braun Breaker in a lot of ways because I think what they're saying is like, what is your ceiling? I think right mm-hmm. now, like. Uh, let's see what you look like in the ring with Braun Breaker or with uh, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Do you look like you are a world champion guy if we brought you to Raw tomorrow? You, yeah. you know what? I, I know I just poo-pooed on, on it feeling lazy the how Becky just did it with that Money in the Bank match, but you know they might have. It's possible. You mentioned Finn, Jack. They might have Braun and Seth you know, go a solid 20 or 30 minutes mm-hmm. and, and then Finn Balor shows up and and, and uh, attack, you know, depending on how what they could do, they could, they could they could find a way to get Braun Breaker the W without giving him the title, right? Yeah, it's it's um that which actually would be a massive for Braun Breaker. But to your point about the Becky thing too, is is Finn's a heel, so like it, it's okay for him to do yeah. that. Like it's okay for him to do the kind of things that that suck, but uh, it's <laughs> it doesn't work the other way right. um, in these <laughs> cases. So. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bronson Reed. And I think this goes against most booking conventions. Bronson Reed basically wrecks the two guys who are in the Money in the Bank match, mm-hmm. even though he's not in the Money in the Bank match, Jimmy. Well, maybe he's making a case that he should be in the Money in the Bank match. And we find out next week that uh, um, didn't they have a match last week that that uh, uh, Bronson Reed lost? There was interference. No, it was... Um, was last week these guys have kind of carouseled around yeah i think one of them was last week was a triple threat between he nakamura uh, and ricochet right right i believe or there, there's also one that was ricochet nakamura and then bronson reed got involved right. last week was a triple threat because i remember we did not get bronson's big slam because as he was our big splash because as he went up the, the both guys somehow countered that and whatever so yeah, yeah. last week was a triple so, threat well now you, you know again somebody we talk about the pencil yeah, at least he has an argument now for being put in the match. Look, I defeated someone who's in this Money in the Bank match, and you guys just let some celebrity guy enter without beating anyone to qualify for the match. You just let him in. You know, he's got, he's got an argument at least anyways. And who knows, maybe next week he tries to uh, finagle his way into the match in some form or fashion with a, with a match against, again, with Nakamura or somebody. I don't know. And I watch it every week when Bronson has a match. He started climbing those ropes. Ooh. Everybody stood up. Yeah, 
I started noticing that too. You brought it up, and so I started watching for it. Yeah, the entire crowd stands up as soon as he starts going to the top. Uh, and what's crazy too is he doesn't. They do it. He got. He does it quick. It's not like he milks it and waits for people to stand. I mean, he no, he, no, he he does. He just gets up there and does it. No, and his 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 momentum. He doesn't go up. He doesn't go up and plant both feet. He goes up. He plants his right foot first. Yeah. And then as soon as his left comes up, he he lifts and goes. He doesn't there's like a certain there's like it's like a forward motion. He does not yeah. he doesn't stand up there and do a Randy Savage and pose. He he's he step, steps, step, goes. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's doing all the right things. Another guy, not at that level right yet, but would not shock me if in a couple months he's also one of those guys that's getting those crazy reactions that yeah. uh some of the other people are getting. Uh, we, we get to the end here, and uh, it's KO, Sammy, and Cody against the Judgment Day. Um, we get Rhea Dom shenanigans. We get KO, Sammy, teamwork. Good old-fashioned Cody Rhodes fire-ups and uh, everyone hitting their finisher for the win. Kind of a greatest hits of all involved in this kind of thing. Uh, I, Jimmy, my question for you is the, the crowd was chanting something. Dom is uh, something. I couldn't hear the last part of it. Do you know what they were chanting? Uh, I couldn't quite make it out. It wasn't, it wasn't in Canadian. So I kind of, <laughs> uh, any, um, I mean this, I feel like this was just smart booking, simple booking. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was, it was a fun match. It got, again, you talk about making people feel important. Judgment day felt important. Of course, uh, Sammy and KO feel important going through that storyline all night. And Cody is, you know, it's like, man, he's just, and you, and the, it's magic the 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 babyface reaction that's Cody's getting, and the heel reaction that Dom gets is just unbelievable. And everything it just worked this match. Everything worked, and I like the fact that it broke down at towards the end. It didn't wasn't throughout the entire match where everything was chaos. It it became chaos uh, and near the end. It took it built to that. You know, we see it uh, happen a lot where, you know, in tag matches and in six-man tag matches where rules are kind of thrown out the window. Uh, it took, it, it built to the to the point where it became, for lack of a better term, chaos. A but pure it was, sixer. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. I love me some chaos at the end of a show, though. Uh, Justin, something I noticed, too, and I want to get your thoughts on the whole thing, but uh, I, something that stood out to me a lot here was Rhea Ripley's facial expressions. That, like... I think goes a little under notice for her. She's such a, a force of nature as is, but during this match, every time like Dom was in trouble, things you could see, she was really emoting really well. Yeah, no, her, her and Dom have really become a unit. Yeah, you're right. She commentary, even at notes at one point, she looks like she's seen a ghost and <clears throat> yeah, she helps, she helps sell. She helps sell for Dom, which is a huge thing. Yeah. Like Jimmy said, this built and built and built. I mean, look, you had two extremely hot tags. You had the hot tag of hitting KO in there, so he could finally let off all of his injury, he could, uh, let off all of his um, his exhaust. His he was just boiling to let it all go in his anger. Then you had a whole other hot tag to get Cody in there. That's tremendous when you when two of your three baby faces in a six man tag get that kind of anticipation for a hot tag. Yeah, this was fun. This was um, <clears throat> this is a match that can end in every house show. On, on the loop for six months. I mean, it, you, this is, I mean, you gave the people everything for this one without overcomplicating things, you know? Yep. So, uh, yeah, really well done. Uh, this was a, uh, it's next week. So we have one more raw before the, uh, mm -hmm. money in the bank, uh, which should be interesting. I think that, I think like this was a good one. Um, and we'll go around the horn here and let everyone get their final thoughts in. I do think that this was, 
I feel like they they gave us a good one with enough juice that next week shouldn't feel like maybe they had one week too many between shows. Uh, we'll have to see how it turns out. But I had fun. This was a fun one. It was kind of crazy stuff happening all over the place. Stuff like Rhea running into Raquel and and Finn attacking Seth twice uh, was all stuff that made it feel like anything could happen, which is my favorite kind of show for pro wrestling. Uh, let us know in the chat what you thought as well. As we go around, Jimmy, you get the first final words, uh, <laughs> final thoughts, and uh, where can the world find you online? No, I, I, again, I, I thought it was an entertaining Raw. I thought it, it did it. It served its purpose. It's getting you primed for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view that's coming up. Like you said, there's one more Raw, and they didn't overdo it. I mean, technically speaking, you could have kind of made this the go-home episode, but at the same time, they left room for making people getting more, even more invested. So I think they did a heck of a job tonight. Uh, you know, obviously you can nitpick little things here and there, but at the same time, that's just, you know, the 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 uh former referee and me looking at things going oh come on man you know that sort of thing but as far as where you can catch me obviously you can catch me here on usually on mondays and wednesday nights uh talking post raw and post dynamite on wednesdays and you, you know the roughing it up podcast with myself and uh, my good brother and stripes brian hepner uh with our host rj you know we have fun doing that and talking to um uh, and about you know Whoever the, the case may be, this week is is a best of episode, but next week it's going to be interesting. We'll have an announcement about that soon. And, of Ooh. course, my ref and rants uh, from Monday to Friday on my all my uh, social media platforms. Where, again, I do little critiques not to tear down, but to help tighten screws, and hopefully that helps. You little tease. Next mm. week we're going to have an announcement. Okay, Tony Khan. There you go. <laughs> uh, Justin, where can the world find you? And uh, what did you think of the show? Yeah, I mean, it felt like a go home show. So it's kind of curious what they are going to do next week. But uh, yeah, you know, for obviously we nip, you know, we we nip picked earlier about the formatting of how they go to breaks when they do, and you know, whatever. But I got to say, this is the this is one of these shows where it, it, it is their it is their best swing. It's their best at bat with having to deal with a three hour show. You're not nothing's gonna make nothing's gonna ever make three hours you know fly by, but right. they are doing their best attempt to try to like just make it work better better than better than they had in many previous years. But uh yeah, at Justin Labar across the socials, uh here tonight, here Wednesday, here Friday morning. Actually, I think that's Friday morning. I think I was just texting it. I think this Friday morning is my three year anniversary of spar with oh. Labar on uh busted open on sirius xm uh, i will be gone the next two mondays so i will not see you gentlemen on monday nights for the next oh. two weeks i will be oh. uh i will be uh vacating so uh i will talk to you on the other side i'm money in the bank there's no off season in pro wrestling justin uh, well I, exactly I, which is why i have to make one for myself every now and then <laughs> there you go. There if i want to if i want to stay married and, and sane uh, you know, it's just, you gotta kind of make one for yourself. Podcasting Smart. comes first. Smart move, brother. Smart you know, move. when you, when you, when you, when you, when you purposely pick a beach destination where you're not going to have Wi-Fi, it's on purpose. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy brother. Enjoy. Yes. Well, we'll miss you. Uh, we'll, we'll miss you while you're out, but enjoy Definitely enjoy the time off. Thank you. Yeah. I'll miss you guys. I'll, 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 I'll well, you know, I'll have, I'll, I'll have self service. Maybe I'll text you guys and just get your thoughts on things. Just, but just no, to, no, just no to rub it in. You'll be like, 
my office for the day. It'll be yeah. your feet facing the ocean. Or right, something. right, exactly. Right, right. yeah, I'll, I'll do that one for you a couple times. Rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> uh, well, uh, my name is Jack Farmer. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'll be on the call for Santino Bros Wrestling on Thursday, Jan- June June twenty second, and Influencer Fight League on Saturday, June twenty fourth. So you're. My voice is going to be totally gone by the end of the weekend, but it should be fun because I'll be doing a bunch of fun shows. So check those out. Uh, you can also check out the replay of Prestige Show on uh, IWTV, and you can check out all of Wrestling Inc. stuff every day this week, tomorrow, the After NXT show. Again, follow at Wrestling Inc. I think that does it for us. I'm hitting the end broadcast button. Thank you to everyone. Dylan, Rocky, Ricky, Steven, Adam, Little DeWatt, Huffman Elite Train, and everyone else. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.